0: Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith, and we're on episode 156. Are you willing to ask for directions? So let's go a little bit old school. How many of you remember when there was no such thing as GPS in the car? Do you remember those roadmaps? Those things that were so hard to fold back up. When you would go on a trip, you know, I've been thinking as I was getting ready for this particular episode, I was thinking about the different personalities. You've got people who, if they are struggling to find a location, they will pull off to the side of the road as long as it was a safe place and they would ask for directions. And then there are those, those mule headed people who will spend an extra hour trying to find something just so they do not have to ask. Now, I'm known for being very mule-headed. I am the first to admit that. But I have zero problem stopping and asking for directions. I just, uh, I, as I was trying to think through it and I was thinking back, I have been working In a job for most of the last 18-ish years where I was on the road. And I remember being in a particular area, which is about two hours south of New Orleans. Which, if you look at a map, pretty much means I was in the midst of the Gulf of Mexico, which was the truth. And I remember maybe a couple of different times you get down there. And even with GPS, the GPS gets lost because you're so far out of civilization for all intents and purposes. And I would get down there and I would follow it as much as I could. And I'm like, but I'm at the location it says, and there's nothing here. It's a field. And so I would pull off to a grocery store and I would find people who look like they might be nice people. I remember that for sure. There were some guys who had some sort of fishing boat, which is not unusual down there at all. And I pulled off to the side and, and just ask him, you know, I have no problem with that. I'm I not going to waste an insane amount of time. I might look for a little bit. But if I think there's somebody who I can ask, I'm going to ask. How about in life? How about not just on the road, the physical roads of life, but how about on the daily roads in which you travel? How about when it comes to relationships? How about when it comes to work? Career decisions, school decisions. You know we have an opportunity to ask for directions and it's it's one thing to ask for directions from human beings you never know if that's going to work out and i surely didn't plan on sharing this story but it really is the truth it it was it was a guidance question so there's a practice in the new orleans area because i i work for hospice and so i've attended thousands probably of uh funeral home visitations over the years and in african american culture in the new orleans area if a service is in a church usually the family doesn't come until right before the service and that rarely, it every once in a while, that's not the case, but it usually is. And I didn't know that early on in my career. So I got really good at asking ushers for directions, directions to the family because I hadn't met them. But in my early, early career, I didn't know exactly how things worked. And I did ask four directions i asked somebody there were only just a handful of people in this church and where i'm from in kentucky the family's there like the whole time i that's not even a question so never even crossed my mind that the person i was looking for wouldn't be there and so i asked somebody where the mother is and they point to this little lady i think she had on a pink cap And, um, I go up to her thinking that's who I'm supposed to be seeing. Uh, no. Uh, you know, sometimes you ask for direction from humans and you can end up in an embarrassing situation or you can end up going twice as far to get to the place where you were trying to roam into. Thankfully, with life decisions, if you have chosen to follow Christ, you have a guarantee in Scripture. You have a guarantee that if any of us ask for wisdom, that God will give it to us. I don't see how it could be any more plain that Why in the world would we spend so much time sometimes blood, sweat, and tears of trying to figure things out ourselves trying to come up with so many different, well, if this happens in this and this and this and this why in the world would we not ask God for direction? We're only going to go over just three and a half verses, really, I guess, well, four and a half verses this week, which is a, a very short amount for us, but I was just struck by this very short text of Scripture. We've been working our way through the life of David, and we're in Second Samuel 2, and we're going to do Second Samuel 2, 1 through 4a. In other words, the first part of chapter of Verse 4. And in this, so David has mourned the death of Saul and Jonathan and two of Jonathan's brothers. And we went over that last week. We talked about biblical lament. And, you know, I highly suggest if you didn't sit through that, that you would go back and listen to it. It definitely changed my perspective on the word lament. But this week, David is in that place where he's not looking back. He's looking forward. He knows that when he was a young teenager, God sent the prophet Samuel to David's home. And David was the chosen one. David was the baby of the family. Nobody took him seriously. He was out just doing his job and taking care of the sheep. And God called for him and Samuel anointed him and told him he would be one day king of Israel. And David has very patiently waited as Saul was chasing him around into caves and into Philistine territory and everywhere else. But Saul's not there anymore. And David knows It may not be today, but someday soon, he will be king of all Israel. And so David, in these first few verses in 2 Samuel 2, he does exactly what we're talking about today. And he asks God for direction. I mean, he is very specific in his questions to God, and God was very specific in his answer. And even though... This is not a prescriptive text. It is a descriptive text. It's describing what David did. We have other places in Scripture where this practice of asking God for direction, we see it directly commanded in Scripture. And we're going to look at a couple of those today, and I'm going to pray a couple of those over you. So here we go. 2 Samuel 2 says, after this, David asked the Lord, should I move back to one of the towns of Judah? Yes, the Lord replied. Then David asked, which town should I go to? To Hebron, the Lord answered. David's two wives were Ahinoam from Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal from Carmel. So David and his wives and his men and their families all moved to Judah and they settled in the villages near Hebron. Then the men of Judah came to David and anointed him king over the people of Judah. So first, let's look at verse 1, which is the descriptive part. That is a practice that I think we should follow. And I have biblical proof as to why that's the case. And then verse 2 is a reminder that David didn't always follow. David didn't always ask God for direction. Because David wouldn't have two wives. Thank you very much. He wouldn't have two wives at the same time if he had asked God for direction. It's quite the contrast between verse 1 and verse 2. Because in verse 1, David is very specific. Should I move back to one of the towns of Judah? And God responds, yes. Then he asks, which town should I go to? And God answers, to Hebron. Do you ask God for direction? Or do you do more like it? David in verse 2, as a reminder that David has two wives and he's not finished. That makes it even sadder. He's not finished. He's going to add to the collection of wives and to lesser wives, which were known as concubines. David does a lot of good things and we are going to spend, Oh, probably the next year uh, talking about David. And we're going to see some great things. He is known in scripture as a man after God's own heart so there's plenty to learn learn from him and sometimes we're going to learn from his example and we're going to follow in his example and there are other times we're going to learn from his example and we're going to choose not to follow his example we need to ask for direction Like, we were not meant to live this life to figure it out on our own. Two of the most famous verses in all of Scripture are found in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. And I would think that the majority of people listening to this podcast today have those memorized. And there are reasons for that. Because they are verses that you hang your hat on, so to speak. Like, you can literally plant your life on. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. That can't be any more plain. And the number of times that I have reminded myself of those verses and that I have chosen to follow what they say and how God has answered. I just, I'm grateful. So let's break those apart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. How much of your heart? That That's all. Like every bit of your being, not hedging your bets, going, okay, God, I'm going to, trust you as long as the answer is something I want to hear. God, I will trust you with a little bit of my heart. I'm going to trust you only this far. No, that is saying I'm all in. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And the next sentence is almost as difficult. Do not depend on your own understanding. And for somebody like me, who likes to think through things, I am very much in my head. doesn't mean I don't have a heart, but I am very much in my head. And to not depend on my own understanding is one of the greatest challenges in the Christian life. Because I see it this way. That's what my physical eyes see. And this is the information I have. So therefore I should do, let's say, go down road A. And to trust God with all my heart, with everything I am, and to not depend on my own understanding. To seek his will in all that you do. And he will show you which path to take. That's the walk of faith. That means I surrender all. All each day. All I am. My past, my present, my future. And God, I'm going to trust you. I'm not going to second guess because it doesn't make sense to me. I don't have listed in the show notes, but the verses that I end up using so many times, which apply here again, is that God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our our thoughts. And if they weren't, we'd be in a world of trouble, would we not? If we had the same thoughts all the time as the God of the universe. Because that would mean that God was not thinking very clearly. Because I just know how unclear my thoughts are. I'm limited. I do not know everything. I don't even know everything about my own heart. Forget about every decision that I'm to make. Does that mean that you ask God every day, now which cereal am I going to eat? No. No. No, 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 no. Like, God gives us choices. Do you want to color with the green marker or the red marker? We're not going to ask God for those type of things. You know when it's a decision that matters. You know. And those are the decisions that you need to take to God. And say, God, help. I think I'm supposed to go this way. Or maybe you you don't even have a clue. Like you are totally have no idea. And you're just saying, God, I see these two options. Do I take this, that, or is there another option that I'm not even seeing? Trusting God with those decisions. So I'm going to pray Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 over you at this very moment. And then we will... We will move forward. I pray that you will trust in the Lord with all your heart and that you will not depend on your own understanding that you will seek his will in all you do. And he will, just as he says, he will, he will show you which path to take. So as I was thinking through this earlier today at work, God reminded me of the apostle Paul. So, the Apostle Paul, writer of about half of the New Testament, incredible missionary, but also an incredible persecutor of Christians before God hold God God got hold of his heart. So Paul had been walking with Christ for quite some time at the time of Acts sixteen, and it's right at his second missionary journey. So he's been walking with God. And he probably, by this point, has a good idea in his spirit of what God is wanting to do and where God wants him to go. But we can walk with God for 95 years and still not always know the direction God wants us to take. And so in this second missionary journey, it's no longer Paul and Barnabas, Because, well, things didn't go too well. They weren't both listening to God. And I'm not sure which one was truly listening and which one was counting on their own understanding. But either way, they split and it's Paul and Silas. It says, next Paul and Silas, this is verse 6. Next Paul and Silas traveled through the area of Phrygia and Galatia. Because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at this time that the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. So this is Paul. Paul, who God is using in mighty ways, and the Holy Spirit is giving him direction and saying, do not go this way right now. Does that mean God doesn't love those people? Absolutely not. That's not what this is saying. It is saying that... Paul is a human being like you and I and he couldn't go in multiple directions at the same time. Not an option, not the way God made us. God has a plan and we are to walk in it. But we've got to be listening to the Holy Spirit's voice and Paul was. And he and Silas, they didn't go to the direction that they were leaning And they followed the Holy Spirit's urging, prompting in their lives. Verse 7, Then coming to the borders of Mysia, they headed north for the province of Bithynia. But again, the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. So, their, their, their hearts are in the right place. At least as far as we can tell. They want to share about Jesus with the people. And they're going along, but God keeps shutting a door. And God keeps shutting a door. And it can get frustrating because you think, God, you really thought I was supposed to go this way. But God is, number one, growing them in the process to hear his voice. And number two, he's pointing them to exactly where he wants them to be for this season of time. Verse 8. So instead, they went through Mesia to the seaport of Troas. That night, Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there pleading with him, come over to Macedonia and help us. So we decided to leave Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. God had a direction for them. The first two doors that they tried to go through The Holy Spirit led them elsewhere. If they had not been following the urging of the Spirit in their heart we wouldn't have had the incredible story that it goes on to talk about in Acts 16 and what God does through them. Does that mean that even when we choose wrong and not the direction God is leading us, that God can't use us? No, it doesn't mean that. But God had a purpose. God intentionally had his Holy Spirit urging Paul and Silas in certain directions and away from certain directions. Are you Intentionally sensitive to the Holy Spirit, does the Holy Spirit know that He has your attention and that you are following His voice, or is He not speaking because He knows that you are not listening? Psalm 32.8 says, The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. With that in mind, why in the world would we choose to have even one day where we were not asking God for direction and listening for the Holy Spirit's voice? I'm going to pray that verse over you right now. Dear God, I thank you that you say that you will guide each person within the sound of my voice as well as me, that you will guide us along the best pathway for our lives. I thank you that you will advise us and watch over us, but dear God, you also expect that we are willing, that we are all in, that we are willing to go and do what you are telling us you want us to do. And then Psalm 143 verse 8, it says, Let me hear of your unfailing love each morning, for I am trusting you. Show me where to walk, for I give myself to you. And I'm going to pray that over us right now. Dear God, let each of us hear of your unfailing love each morning. Dear God, I pray that you give us ears to hear of your unfailing love each morning. Dear God, I can't commit that anybody besides me is trusting you. But dear God, I pray that you give each person within the sound of my voice the strength and the courage to trust you with all of their heart. Dear God, I pray that you would show each of us where to walk. And I pray that we would truly give ourselves to you. As you look at your life. Where you are this very day. I want you to think about the weekly assignment feature. To determine in which area of your life you most need to ask for the Lord's direction. Is it relationally? Is Are there relationships in your life? Where they just. You just can't see how in the world. They could work out to accomplish God's purpose. You may have some very unhealthy relationships in your life. Ask Him. But again, before you ask Him, you need to submit to Him that you are willing to do what He says. If you are just hedging your bets and Asking him and thinking, I'll do what he says if it makes sense to me. You need to go back and soak in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. But if you are truly ready to trust him with your whole heart and not lean on your own understanding, he promises that he will show you which path to take and just like in James if you ask for wisdom he will give it to you maybe it is financially you've gotten yourself in a in a dark place and you do not see how in the world you can ever recover and yet you serve the god who has limitless resources, including financial. And I know from my own experience that God can turn financial darkness around in ways that you cannot even imagine because I am living proof and not just once but multiple times but you gotta trust him you gotta be willing to do what he says and it may involve swallowing your pride it may involve sharing with someone else the deep darkness in your life but he has a purpose so as you as you think about your life whether it be your job it may be a, a decision about a job or it may be a decision within your job. Ask him. But commit. To doing what he says. Does he always give an instant answer? Let's, let's go there. Before we hang this up for this week. Does he always give an instant answer? No. <laughs> He's God. <laughs> he doesn't. Always open doors when we want them open. He doesn't always answer when we want an answer, which we want an answer yesterday. But he answers right on time. He's never late in the true scheme of things. So, you need to be willing to not only trust him with your whole heart, and to lean not on your own understanding, you need to turn over your clock. <laughs> that clock in your head that says, okay, I'm, I'm going to give God till noon today, and if he hasn't answered, I'm going to make the decision myself. That's not trusting God with all your heart. Nope. We can't put parameters... On what we're willing to do. Or what God has to do. Like, how prideful is that? That God has to somehow or another speak in a certain way, speak at a certain time. He's God. He can do whatever he wants to. And he promises in Romans 8, 28 all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord and to them who are called according to his purpose. That means even in the waiting, God has a purpose. I've shared this before, but God keeps reminding me. So that means I'm supposed to share it again. There were a few years ago when I was in a job and It was um, challenging to say the least. And God laid on my heart that that job was not going to be mine for very much longer. And it was three days later, I think it was, where I was pulled into an office and, and given an ultimatum. That's the best way I know to put it. And I just looked at the people and I said, well, God told me that I wouldn't be here long and well, this is kind of obvious that this is, that's the case. And I resigned that job without another one in line. Because I knew God was telling me to. And, uh, I mean, I didn't have savings account. I didn't have any kind of safety net. I didn't have anybody to go to for finances. From a human standpoint, it made no sense. But, but God, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. But God, but boy, oh boy, I wanted him to answer the, where am I going? What am I doing? Questions. Questions immediately because I could see that bank account and I knew how much time and I I really did pretty well for the first couple of weeks. I was pretty strong, but we started getting up to week three. oh my the the stretching that I went through. I still remember, I still remember, I rode like 600 and something miles on my bike in that four week period because it was into week four before I finally got a miraculous answer. I mean, literally a miraculous answer where my resume wasn't there and all of a sudden it appeared. That's still entertaining to me, but, but God, God does not work on our timetable. And when you ask him for direction, he promises that he will give you the direction that you need, but he doesn't promise that it's going to be instantaneous, microwavable. (laughs) You may be waiting. And that makes us uncomfortable. I will never forget. It was a long time ago, but I was in a leadership position in a church. And I had a position to fill for teaching of a particular class. And I panicked. And I know that I did. And I placed somebody in that position that should not have been there. And it didn't go well. Didn't go awful, but it didn't go as I still wonder (laughs) to this day. I still wonder who God had for that. But I panicked and I made the decision, and I will forever regret that. We all experience times like that where we've jumped the gun, we've given up on the waiting. But, Lord willing, we also have testimonials of when we did wait and when we did follow through on what God said, even if it didn't make sense, earthly sense. And God accomplished more than we could ever ask or imagine. So that's my prayer for you this very week that you will trust him with all your heart and that you will not depend on your own understanding, that you will truly seek him in all you do and that he will show you which path to take and you will have the courage to take it. As we close out, thank you so very much for tuning in this week. We will go through another, I don't think it'll be a long set of scripture next week, um, but we we will look again at the life of David and just see what God is up to in his life. Hopefully you'll be able to see the show notes in whichever podcast forum you are looking at. There's you know verses below, as well as the weekly assignment feature. Have resources that were used for these podcasts. As well as the information to the hidden episodes, the very earliest episodes of the podcast back when it was called A Country Girl in a City World Loving Jesus. I use Podbean as my hosting platform, and so all of the episodes are on there. We still have our Facebook group, Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus, and the email address is Jesus at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear what God is doing in your life. Again, remember this podcast is free for you to listen to, and it's also free for you to share with others. We've had a bump in these last few days, a a large bump of the number of people who have been listening to the podcast. And I have no clue why. I don't know what God is doing. I'm just grateful. I am grateful. This is one of those things where each week that I record, I am trusting the Lord with all my heart. And I'm definitely leaning not on my own understanding. Because I still, it still blows my mind that God has me just talking out into the airways. And I have no idea who's on the other end. I'm just trusting that God's going to get his message to who he is speaking to. But I do encourage you, please share it with others. Who do you know in your life who needs to be reminded to ask God for directions? I bet you got a few. And uh, you never know how God will take that seed and grow it in somebody else's life. And then maybe in another, in another, in another. Oh, what a beautiful day when we're able to see the seeds that we have planted and God, how God has used them. We won't see those for the most part this, this side of heaven, but one of these days we will. But that means we got to plant. And you can plant a seed by sharing godly content with others, encouraging them to. Walk forward and follow Christ. So, thank you so very much for tuning in. And remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day.